young athletes need the tools for success on the field and on the court. And now more than ever, in the arena of business. In the new era of name, image, and likeness, Athletic Architects is here for young athletes and parents to help prepare for your financial futures. Let Athletic Architects start helping you build your house. Visit buildthehouse.com and let's build together. You're listening to the Auburn Express. Good morning, War Eagle to the War Report family. Your man Ike Jones here, the morning drop. We are talking about positions of need. Listen, we'll get into the wide receiver coach a little bit on tomorrow's drop. But today, we're talking about what roster holes still exist for the Auburn football team and how can Coach Freeze go out here and dress that. Y'all know what we do, man. Right here on the morning drop, we're going to get straight to it. Let's drop it on them. Yes, indeed. Morning drop time. Your man, Ike Jones, here. It is Tuesday, December 27th, and we are here talking about Auburn football. Of course, a lot of uh, great things happening right now. As I already said, wide receiver coach has already been uh, speculated to, to have been hired. We'll definitely get more into that later. But today we're talking about roster holes. What positions are still positions of need out there? And how can Coach Hugh Freeze and staff address those positions? There's a lot of uh, staff, uh, excuse me, it's a lot of roster turnover that's still going to be happening here Um for Auburn football. You know, we haven't had a lot of guys hit the transfer portal yet, but I do expect that there are going to be some folks um, that are not yet in the transfer portal that may enter the transfer portal later. Uh, So we definitely need to take a look at that and make sure that we keep an eye on that. But as of right now, as the roster stands, what are the places that Auburn still needs to fill for their roster. I mean, listen, one of the obvious places where we need to make sure that we have strength for this team is going to be at the linebacker position. We didn't have a ton of guys that were super productive at the linebacker position last year. Cam Riley was injured, and I think that that left a significant hole in the middle of our defense as far as the quality of play. Wesley Steiner was up and down as far as his play was concerned. Owen Papo was probably the only guy who consistently performed, whether you know we, we can make an argument as to whether or not that was a great performance on a week-to-week basis. And there were some things that Owen Papo definitely needed to do to play better. Um, but I think the biggest thing right now is whether or not we have linebackers that can come in and contribute immediately. What we don't know about the linebacker position, of course, is going to be the, uh, uh, the freshman guy that was out there, Robert Woodyard, who didn't get a lot of snaps. Um, and we just don't know what the, the situation is going to be with him. And then Eugene Asante, right? That's the other guy who at linebacker did not get an opportunity to play a lot of snaps, had played some at North Carolina. We don't know what he is um, likely to do this season as to whether or not he's going to be coming back and playing again. But even with him, right, we're 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 not going to have a lot of young guys contributing unless – uh, we get the the guy Robert Woodyard in there, and he's going to be playing. And then with this new defense, uh, you're likely going to have the linebacker position be a little bit different in what the needs are going to be. So it's going to be interesting to see how we address that. Um, looking at the roster here uh, from the linebacker position, Desmond Tisdall is another one who played a little bit but had some injury issues, and uh, we have to look and see kind of what he's going to be able to do on a consistent basis 
Um, but I think linebacker, if I'm looking at positions of need for this roster, for me, that's number one. That's the number one thing that you have to address. And you can't really address that other than by sheer numbers um, by going out and recruiting that position, I don't think. I don't know that you're going to have a stud linebacker that's going to come in ready to play as a freshman um, that's going to really fill that position. I mean, we have some potentials that are already on the roster from the um, guys that we've brought in thus far. Uh, but I don't know that you're going to have a stud that's going to be ready to come in and play immediately. So I think you're going to have to look to the transfer portal to be able to do that, to fill in the linebacker spot. The next thing that I'm going to say is probably a big position of need is probably going to be the interior defensive line. And uh, joining me to continue this conversation, I've got my guy, Mike G. What up, Mike? What's going on? Morning drop. Yeah, man. Uh, in here talking positions of need. Good to see you here on the show this morning, man. Mm -hmm. Um yeah, so I already talked about the linebacker spot. Just want to get your thoughts before I move on to the second position that I had outlined. What are you feeling about what we got at linebacker right now? Uh, right now, linebacker is, in, uh, is, is a position that needs to be drastically improved from last year. So uh, we already know that Mr. Christian Robinson is not coming back. Mm -hmm. uh, depending on who you ask, some people are sad about that. Some people are happy about that. Um, you know, I think that there definitely was some improvement that could be made there. Now, whether he was the guy to get us there or not, Definitely leaves a lot to be questioned. But, you know, ultimately, um, Auburn has to improve at that position. Yep. Bottom line, right? So, uh, you know, I'm going to be looking for some of these guys to step up here at linebacker. Um, you know, obviously, Owen is gone. Mm -hmm. And, you know, sadly, I, I don't know that he has big shoes to fill in terms of production. Yeah, that's fair. You know, so, uh, you know, th there's going to be an opportunity for some of these guys to step up into a, a lead role at the linebacker position. Just looking out here at the transfer portal, let me just go and flip over to linebacker. Because, uh, you know, as I said, I don't know that this is a position that a, a true freshman is going to come in and and set the world on fire. Right. Um, and the question is, are, is there a difference maker at linebacker left in the portal that we should be going after, right? There's a ton of guys that are out there, but I don't know that there are a ton of guys with a lot of playing experience. Do we do we think that the transfer portal is going to be the answer to that? Or is it going to be somebody that's on the roster? You know, I mentioned Robert Woodyard. I mentioned Eugene right. Asante. Um, you know, is it really going to be one of those two guys that really needs to step up and, you know, maybe... I, I don't know if uh, Wesley Steiner is ready to make a leap in year mm. three. You know, uh, what, what are you feeling about the guys that we have on the roster as far as stepping up into that spot? Um, you know what? I think Wesley Steiner, you know, made some big hits this year, mm -hmm. right? He also took some bad angles to the ball as well, too. Yeah. Uh, but he's got a guy who's, who's clear potential. I think his potential is clear. And, you know, in terms of your, the point that you made about the portal, you know, about are there any difference makers in the portal? I think the portal is a lot of this, Ike. Um, beside the obvious talents, there's not a lot of guys you're going to know are difference makers until you get them on campus mm -hmm. and you evaluate them themselves. So that's what we're hoping this staff can do, you know, above and beyond what the last staff did is go into the portal, find a guy that they feel like can be a good guy in their system and then make them to, uh, into a star in, in, in their system. Yeah. So here, here's the thing. And I think this is a good, maybe retrospective conversation that we need to have. Uh, because we've talked a lot about it uh, with the previous staff, 
prior to the Harson administration, but evaluating the two years under Brian Harson and his staff and their ability to evaluate players. Like, do we feel like that evaluation was good? Uh, maybe not have that conversation today, but like a retrospective on their ability to put the right guys in the right positions to be on the field. Um, but yeah, I think that'd be an interesting conversation to, for us to have. Uh, maybe we'll do that on one of the podcasts or something like that. Maybe uh, a, a midweek report or something like that. Anyway, um, next thing that I wanted to highlight as far as positions of need before we get over into the comments section is going to be interior defensive line, right? Um, we've got some good guys there, right? You got Jason Jones coming back. I think you he's going to be an anchor interior there. Marcus Harris, unless he's going to, you know, surprise everybody and declare for the draft, should be coming back on that interior defensive line. You've got Jeffrey Emba, who played sparingly but showed flashes last year on the interior defensive line. Um, but outside of that, unless I'm forgetting someone, we don't have a ton of guys that played a lot of snaps on the interior defensive line. Am I, am I forgetting a name? And if I am, forgive me, like who's another guy who I'm like, Oh yeah, that guy really did some things for us on the D line. And I'm not thinking about him. You're, you're muted. Uh, not on the interior. Uh, so, you know, I mean, you're correct. There weren't a ton of guys who contributed, um, you know, outside of the guys that you just named. But I'll tell you what, I am looking for Jason Jones to have a really big year. Yeah. Um, I think that he showed the potential last year over the last half of the season. He was out there. He looked like a wrecking ball out there, man. It looks like the game is starting to slow down for him. Uh, and he's good, definitely going to be one of the vocal uh, leaders, not only on the field, but in the weight room. Mm -hmm. uh, we've heard great things about him. He was one of the first guys to meet the new D-line coach, uh, stepping up in there and taking a, you know, a lead role on this team. So I'm looking for Jason Jones to have a really, really big season. Yeah, Jason Jones was one of those guys who I had high hopes for going into last season. Unfortunately, he came into the season and he got injured really early. And so he was playing with an injured elbow for the majority of the season. Um, now that he's going to have an opportunity to rehab that a little bit more, hopefully this season he'll come back stronger than ever. But even with that, I think that he still played solid in the interior of that line. Um, and again, Marcus Harris is another guy who I'm looking to have a big impact, especially with the attrition that we're going to have on the line with Colby Wooden no longer being there as one of the staples. Um, I think a revelation along that line was Marcus Bragg coming in, you know, I'm speaking more of an edge guy, but still Marcus Bragg coming in and being able to play with Echo Leota. And Echo Leota, you know, when we're talking about line, let's just lump edge in there, right? We're going to lose potentially Echo Leota, who has not declared, but we lose Derek Hall along that defensive line. And that is, those are, we're talking about big shoes to feel. And like you mentioned, Owen Papo, there are some big shoes to feel when you're losing Kobe Wooden, Echo Leota, and Derek Hall along your defensive line. I'm looking at you, Dylan Brooks. Yeah. Time, time to step up. This is your time. This is a guy who was rated 18th overall by ESPN in uh, his class coming in. Uh, he's got a ton of talent. And, you know, at the end of the day, uh, this is his opportunity to step up and be an all SEC guy. I mean, you know, if you're a top 20 kid in the nation, ranked by any of the major services, I think that you have all SEC potential. So I've been high on Dylan Brooks since we kind of snatched him away from Tennessee. Uh, it's just kind of waiting. They've been developing him slowly. And so I'm looking forward to seeing what he can do out there as well with uh, Eku and, and Derek gone. Yeah, I think it's going to be his opportunity now. He showed flashes as well last season in spot duty, uh, being able to get in and be disruptive. Uh, so now it's his time to come in there and do something. Now, we do have 
potential for some freshmen in that room, I think, to come in and be immediate difference makers. If you can be a pass rush specialist, so come in on, you know, third downs or obvious passing situations and just go get after the quarterback. So I think it's going to be a good opportunity for some of those guys to come in and immediately make an impact on this football team. We are now going to pivot over to the comments and see what everybody else has to say. Um, I'm not ignoring you if you're talking about Marcus Davis. We will definitely get to that conversation. Right. Um, but today we're talking about uh, positions of need. So we'll definitely swing over into the Marcus Davis conversation on, an, on another thing. But let's just get to the comment section real quick. Uh, first up here, appreciate the super chat here by James Stalling and talking about receiver coach again. Uh, we definitely will be discussing the receiver coach. So don't want to ignore that you all want to talk about that. Just not the conversation today, but we will definitely get into that because I want to make sure that we give that proper time. Uh, yeah. But we appreciate the super chat there, James. Surprising to say the least, but yes, we will get into it. Uh, Corey Web Weber jumps in and says, Sledge looks like a mini version of the Hulk. Talking about Hulk, talking about Aniche Sledge, the defensive mm. lineman. The young man is built very much like a man that will be intimidating when he puts on the pads. Yeah. I am looking forward to seeing what Aniche Sledge can contribute to this team. Uh, he's a guy that did not play very much in the limited duty he did get. He actually got hurt on like a, the first couple of plays when he came in late in the season, was able to redshirt this season. I am looking forward to seeing what Aniche Sledge can do. And this is going to be, I think, the big test for this new staff, right, is guys are new to the Auburn family, new to the locker room, can we get the productivity out of the defensive line with this new staff coming in with this new system? Because that's going to be a big thing in the SEC. Coach Hugh Freeze talked about you have to be able to have big people movers up front, right? We need to see that in both the offensive and defensive lines. Yeah, absolutely. Um, listen, at the end of the day, um, a lot of guys are going to have opportunities, Ike, to step up this year uh, and show that they can be the guy. So Auburn leaves a lot of holes all over the team. I know we're talking about, you know, defense uh, right now primarily, but, you know, offensive line. I mean, there's just going to be so many opportunities uh, for these guys. Sledge is going to be one of those guys that gets one of those opportunities. Yeah. Um, next comment here we have is from Austin Holland, who says, is there a chance Joko Willis withdraws from the portal? I don't think so. Yeah, I don't I think Joko's like like, gone. Yeah, I yeah. mean, he's he's a guy who I think, thought he should have gotten more playing time previously. I mean, it's a possibility. It's a new staff, new opportunity. But I think the um, – I just think he he feels like his time at Auburn is done. Um, yeah. I haven't had a conversation with Joko Willis, never spoken with him. So this is all conjecture on my part. Um, but you did ask my opinion, so I'll give it. I don't think that there is a high um, percentage of a chance that Joko Willis comes back to Auburn. Yeah, his, his, his goodbye felt very final. Yeah. Yeah. Um, next up we have here, Corey Weber jumps in again and says, Tisdall is built like the perfect middle linebacker. Uh, I have to agree as far as the build is concerned. Let me go and pull perfect. up Desmond Tisdall as far as what he looks like. Desmond Tisdall is, according to the Auburn website, uh, 
Uh, am I looking past him or I haven't gotten to him yet? Desmond Tisdall is six foot two thirty four. So listen, he's a good size for a middle linebacker. You know, right. he's a, a plugger, a run stopper. He looks like he's a hard hitter from the few things that I've seen for him on tape. Um, listen, he is six foot two thirty four. Wesley Steiner six foot two thirty seven. They're built the exact same. Yeah. I think Wesley Steiner runs a little bit better. The question for me is going to be about both of those guys. Middle linebacker is really about um, you're kind of the quarterback up there, right? Like you kind of need to understand what's going on, where people need to be. And like it was with Zacoby McClain, you kind of, and I've talked about this at the quarterback position specifically on offense, you kind of need to be an eraser. You need to be a guy who. It might not be the right call, right fit, but because you understand what's going on, you can erase plays for our team there in the in the middle of that defense. And right. I think, unfortunately, last year, we didn't have guys who were erasers. They, they weren't able to just come in and make a play that allowed us to stop a team for negative yardage, uh, you know, cut down on a lot of those long runs that you saw getting off of blocks in the middle. You kind of have a guy that needs to be able to do that. And that's the question for me for both of those guys is who's going to be able to make those plays in space, right? Who's going to be able to fill the needs where they need to be. I don't know if Tisdall's that guy. Wesley Steiner struggled with that last year. Yeah. So it's uh, yet to be seen whether or not we have that guy on the roster. Again, high hopes for Robert Woodyard though. Yeah. Pl- plays in space is the name of the game. Yeah. Here for Auburn's defense. Like, you know, they, they missed a lot of plays in space last year. Uh, a lot of stop- missed tackles in the hole. Just Yeah, would have stymied a lot of drives last year. So we'll be looking to see if they can improve on that. Interestingly enough, and I've mentioned this multiple times, Zion Puckett, who played safety, six foot two twenty seven. I'm just saying, he could play linebacker. Mm. Hopefully, you know, again, I think that he is not as great in coverage, probably a little bit better um, a tackler. Um, seemed to be fairly assignment sound when he came down in the run game. Could be a guy that you look at there just based upon this build. Um, Brian Hancher jumps back in here and says, um, I hope letting Hilliard go doesn't become a regret. Still scratching my head over that. Yeah, we'll yeah. have this conversation about yeah, uh, wide receiver to, coach for sure. But yeah, um, it's interesting. We have to circle back around on this. Yeah, um, you know, uh, and I'll say this, Hilliard was not, given an opportunity to interview mm. to keep his job. Right. Uh, which I find interesting as well, too. So uh, we'll see if bold move gotten. <laughs> we'll see if that pays dividends here yep. for Auburn or if it costs them later down the road. Yep. Going to be interesting to see how that plays out because I think that he was liked in the locker room and um, he's a guy that definitely was a, I won't say he was a, his name recruited really well right like just having him on the staff was able to get the recruiting popping for him so good to see um that that hole is now filled on the offensive staff but we will definitely discuss that in detail as we get into more details on um marcus davis named as a wide receiver coach um rtj beat says terrence love at linebacker in the future he was recruited recruited as a safety but another one of those guys who could potentially step in and be a linebacker let's take a look at uh the size on him while you're looking that up like listen convincing guys to switch positions and seeing them be successful was a key tenant of the tuberville era Mm -hmm. like they did that often they evaluated guys and said hey man you'll make a lot of money at the next level 
if you put on 15 pounds and move to this position. Right. So I'll be interested to see if this staff takes that approach to some of the guys that we currently have on roster. Uh, you know, whether they say, hey, listen, maybe this guy fits in this box a little bit better, particularly going from offense to defense, um, which we saw a couple of guys do that under Brian Harson, but not a lot. Uh, so, you know, again, staff evaluation going to be super important here in 2023. Yeah, 6'3", um, 200 for him. So mm. taller, a little bit leaner than the two guys that we just mentioned, but definitely could be a linebacker, I think. Um, you know, there is, you know, if we remember Christian Tut, the star position is a position that plays like a hybrid linebacker. I could see him filling that role for us. Um, but we got some guys that could do that right now. You know, in Donovan Kaufman, uh, Keontae Scott looked like he filled in really well in that kind of position playing down in the box. So there's some guys. And again, I just mentioned, um, you know, Zion Puckett could be a guy that could play that role. But Terrence Love definitely is somebody in the future. He bulks up a little bit, could be a really good linebacker with his size and his speed um, out there. So definitely uh, some potential for this staff to be able to get some really um dynamic players out there on the field. And it's going to be interesting to see what the talent evaluation looks like for this staff. For sure. Um, um, Corey Weber says, uh, Mike G didn't Ant Williams sign with AU as a safety. Did he? I'm not sure about that one, Corey. You playing trivia too early in the morning. <laughs> uh, Corey says Caden Bridges um, is another potential linebacker. So yeah, let's for take sure. a look at Caden Bridges' size. Uh, I think that that's an interesting one. Bridges what is 6'2", 202. So mm. he's, he's hovering right around that tweener space. Uh, he was playing a lot at safety. So I think it's going to be interesting. Um Stephen Bradley jumps in and says our incoming freshman Sylvester Smith might be moved up as well that was well that dude is fast and as a head knocker I liked what I saw from Sylvester Smith uh, when I put the tape on for him he looked impressive when I looked at his tape he looked really impressive so again you know does a name emerge that nobody's really talking about uh that suddenly a star on this team you know I think Hugh Freeze will take that you know you'll take every one of these freshmen uh that come out of nowhere uh to take a job from somebody more senior yeah. Uh, so, Mark, as far as Mark of a size good program, six one one ninety eight. So mm-hmm. again, a little bit taller, a little bit leaner, uh, but could potentially once we get into the strength and conditioning program, which we have not talked about, but I think it's going to be interesting to see what that strength and conditioning program is going get to be with this new staff. Um, once we get once they get into the weight program um, this spring, you best believe we are going to be talking to the guys who were in the previous staff to see. What, what are the differences that we're seeing between how they're going to be doing it? Because one of the interesting things that you have with a staff or a team that's going to be moving more up-tempo is conditioning is going to be important, right? If you're going to be playing more plays per, per game on average and you're going to be expected to move a lot more quickly and you're not going to be huddling and you're going to be – those things are going to wear on your offense just as much as your defense if you're not in good condition. Right. And if you're not going to be moving the ball and you go out there and you're playing tempo – the defense is going to be back on the field a lot more quickly. So you have to have your defense in good condition, right? So there are things on both sides of the ball that strength and conditioning are going to play a factor into. And then to your point, Mike, you having to get your weight up. These young freshmen put some uh, some weight on those guys. Get them we in need there. to see it. Being able to, to compete at an SEC level is going to be important. All right. Uh, any last words, Mike G, before we get out of here for this morning drop? No, man. Listen, man, the Hugh Freeze era has begun. Uh, And so we're going to keep our eye on a lot of things that are happening in and around the program here on these morning drops. 
Uh, you know, I think tomorrow possibly we'll talk about the Marcus Davis hiring. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, you know, the Ike Williams not retention. I kill your not retention. So, like, it, it, some interesting things go on here. They made some decisions, um, and we'll see how those decisions pay off. Uh, ultimately, it's time to get behind, you know, it's time to get behind the coach and the decisions that he's making. So, uh, we're not here to question, uh, but we are here to evaluate those decisions uh, and, and see where it lands up for him in 2023. Again, Hugh Freeze himself, Ike, tight, touted his ability to be able to turn a program around quickly which is why a lot of these decisions are coming under the microscope so quickly, right? So if you feel like, oh, you guys are being overly critical, you know, for year one, well, you know, he kind of opened the door for that. I feel, you know, he talked I, about. I think that, yeah, he, he, he made some statements that made people's expectations leap. And yeah. so, so, you know, people are going to be watching for that here uh, uh, this coming spring. Uh, so spring ball will be interesting, certainly uh, to see what kind of jumps they make, how clean it looks. Um, you know, and how quickly they can put it together, you know, as a brand new staff. Yeah. So interesting to see what happens here uh, with the Marcus Davis situation. We will definitely jump back on tomorrow and talk about that. We appreciate y'all so much. This has been the Morning Drop sponsored by The Rogue Shop. We will holla at you all tomorrow. More Eagle and we're out of here. Drop.